Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the book of Romans. We are about halfway through the book of Romans, better than halfway through the book of Romans now. We're in chapter 10 of Romans. If you were with us during chapter 9, we called chapter 9 chapter 10, but that was wrong. But we are in chapter 10, and we're talking about Israel. The first eight chapters of, uh, really first seven chapters into the eighth, first uh, eight chapters of the book of Romans have to do with doctrine, who we are, we're sinners, who Christ is, he's the Savior, what happens when the Savior saves us from our sins because of his death, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven, we are given new life, we become new creatures, and we start to walk a new life. So chapter 8 uh, starts with talking about living that new life. And once we get through these chapters of 9, 10, and 11, sort of a parenthesis where we're talking about Israel, we'll get back into that again. How do we live this new life? But right now we're in Israel. And the whole Old Testament is about the establishing of a nation, and that out of that nation would come the Messiah. The whole New Testament is about the person that came out of that nation. Israel is very, very important, central to the Bible. You can't understand the Bible without understanding something about Israel. And so you can have Jesus Christ as your Savior and understand nothing about Israel and nothing about the Old Testament. But when you start to study the Word, when you start to study the, the Scriptures, you see that the Old Testament is about the establishing of the nation of Israel. The New Testament is about the person that came out of that nation, Jesus, the Messiah. The Apostle Paul, who um, is writing the book of Romans, he was Jewish himself. He was quite the Jew. He was persecuting the church. He didn't want to see it destroy Judaism. He got converted on the road to Damascus, and he's very, very eager to see his family, the Jewish people, saved. That's where we pick up in chapter 10. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they might be saved. So this is really, he lets us into his life. He lets us into his head. He lets us into his heart. He lets us into his inner person and tells us that he's really concerned that, that his nation be saved. You know, a lot of us, I get together and pray with people, and a lot of us are concerned at our own nation. Those of us who are in the United States, if you're listening and live in the United States, you know, we're concerned for our nation. Well, he's concerned for his nation that they would turn to Christ, and he's concerned for his family that they would turn to Christ. He wants them to be saved. He said, because I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. So very zealous, very active in what they believe, but really not understanding the whole of the scripture, not understanding the whole of the word of God, but being zealous for it, just like the apostle Paul was zealous. He was so zealous that he was out to destroy the, the church. The church, just, the word means ecclesia. The word is ecclesia. It just means those who are gathered together. So those Christ followers who were gathered together, he wanted to make sure there were no Christ followers, followers gathering together. But they don't have the knowledge. They don't understand it. And he said, since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish one on their own, they didn't submit to God's righteousness. You see, what he's saying is that the Jewish people and all religious people do this is they try to be right with God. They try to have a righteousness before God based upon their works. Uh, what kind of works? I don't know, maybe bringing oranges to to God, maybe 
sacrificing, maybe fasting, maybe doing good things, maybe giving alms, maybe going on, on the, the right rituals in the right days, maybe, maybe a lot of things, maybe a thousand things, maybe a million things. But there's nothing that we ourselves can do in order to make ourselves righteous. God is a holy God and there's no way to connect with him except that God himself, Jesus Christ in the flesh, died for us and connected us to the Father. Should we so submit to a righteousness that comes not from me, but a righteousness that comes from somewhere else? God himself makes me righteous. And he says, Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Doesn't matter who you are, Jew, Greek, you know, Moroccan, Italian, doesn't matter who you are. That righteousness that was worked on the cross is for everyone. And he said Moses wrote about this righteousness in the Old Testament, in the law. The law being the first five books of the Old Testament. The person who does these things will live by them. But righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. The message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. So how is a person saved? A person is saved when they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Well, uh, I suppose, and this is where a lot of debate comes in, I, I suppose you could confess with your mouth and not believe in your heart. Because people can say a lot of things, and people can mouth a lot of words, and I mean, why would anybody want to mouth those words? You know, I believe that Jesus is Lord, and I believe that Jesus is my Savior. Why would anybody mouth those if it wasn't coming from within? But people might. Who knows what people will do? But if you declare with your mouth, so this is twofold, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. That easy. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. But it's really believing that he raised him from the dead. You see, the, the, the key is in the resurrection. The death of Jesus is very, very important. But it's the resurrection that seals that. You see, he died for our sins, but then he rose again, raised himself up from the dead, and then ascended into heaven. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your heart. It's inside. It's inside of you. That deepest part of you, your, your conscience, your will, your being. And with your mouth, you profess and are saved. So very similar to baptism, something happens to us inside and we come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. We come to believe that Jesus is risen from the dead. We come to believe that he can forgive our sins. We put our faith and our trust in him. However that happens for you, however that happens for me, whatever the process, whatever the occasion, whatever the location, you know, it happens. And so so once it happens, we're baptized in that sh to, to show that we believe that. And so since we have it in our hearts, then we speak it out to believe it and to assure the salvation that we have. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. So there you have eternal salvation and you have the blessing of walking with him now. 
Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What does that mean? We like to say around here that it's from the guttermost to the uppermost. We like to say around here it's from, it's from jail to yell. But it's everyone, every tongue, every tribe, every language, every people, regardless of your economic status, regardless of your uh, political leanings, regardless of uh, you know, your grade point average, it's for everyone. Well, then he, then he says, how then will they call on the one who they haven't believed? Because a lot of people haven't called on him. And how can they believe on the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news or bring good news. And so that's you and me. God has given us feet and he's given us neighbors and he's given us workplaces and he's given us schools and he's given us activities and he's given us teams. And, and we go to these places and with our feet, we go there and bring the good news that you too can be saved. All you need to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you can be saved. You know about your heart. Um, so not all of the Israelites accepted this good news. For Isaiah said, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So that's why we keep preaching the word of Christ. So that, because it raises up faith in people. But not all of Paul's people, not all of Paul's family, not all of Paul's nation, not all of the Jewish people that Paul was part of believed. And it broke his heart. He really wanted them to believe. He said, but I asked, did they, did they not hear? Of course they did. The voice has gone out into all the earth. Their words to the end of the earth. Again, I asked, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will, make, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation, the Gentiles. You see, the Gentiles are not getting salvation, and they're not. I'll make, you, I'll make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. Yeah, these, you know, these other nations around, these other people around, you know, look at them, the, you know, the prostitutes and the drug dealers and the, the sinners, they're all coming to Christ, and religious people are not. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. So they didn't ask, but uh, the Apostle Paul is sent to start churches. You and I are sent to go uh, find people. They're not asking. We're going to find them. Let's go find people and lead them to Jesus Christ. But concerning Israel, he says, All day long I've held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. He's holding out his hand. He wants everyone to be saved, Jew and Gentile alike. So, Lord Jesus, use us. Send us. Use our feet, Lord, to go all of these places where you send us to work, where you send us to play, the neighborhoods that we live in. Please send us, Lord, and, and give, us, give us just the simplicity of the message that saves, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you can be saved and see people come to new life. Hey, bless you guys. Let's tell everyone. Let's tell everyone, blessed are your feet when you go. Hey, bless you.